Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? I'm well. You? I'm doing great. For those of you who don't know, Jim is our resident expert because, well, he spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate and also was the 2019 Republican nominee for mayor city of Indianapolis. And that's actually where we're going to start our program today because the mayor's race, at least on the primary side in Indianapolis, is heating up and well jim you know a thing or two about primaries and winning primaries and let's start with is being the mayor of indianapolis still a big deal the state legislature has kind of flexed their muscle on control over some things is it still a big deal to be the mayor of indianapolis well, I think so. I think you have a lot of control over um, the handles of running the city, and uh, but the but the legislature. What I've always felt as though is the legislature and the mayor of Indianapolis, a Republican Democrat, should be working together for to keep us safe in Indianapolis, and we know how that's gone. well and we're gonna get to that because it's so bad that even now one of the democrat opponents to mayor joe hogsett has come out and had a big press conference about how bad it is we'll get to that in just a second but let's start on the republican side because i think that's i think that's maybe the more interesting side right now so abdul you know full disclosure we love abdul we're buddies with abdul the radio broadcaster uh, tv broadcaster uh, entrepreneur website extraordinaire indiepolitics.org he had filed and everybody kind of thought okay abdul's gonna be the guy he's gonna bring a little celebrity to the race it'll be interesting to see how abdul handles it and i think he was kind of the de facto nominee and then right at the last minute this guy jefferson shreve gets in the race do you know him yes in full disclosure reverend james jackson who is also a candidate is a longtime friend jefferson shreve is a longtime friend this is a this is a battle between uh, lots of people that uh, feel feel uh, very very fearful of the future of Indianapolis. Now Jefferson Shreve this week, as you know, has uh, really put a big footprint into advertising. Six hundred thousand dollars, yeah. Robert. Yeah, and, he he has what we like to call infinite money. Yes, and but I'm really curious. I, I'm his opening statement when he started to run. Uh, and we didn't know when he had filed. It might have been eleven fifty nine the day that he filed, and uh, and but then he had a statement that was kind of like anti woke. Yeah. And and um I, and that with that situation, you're really not appealing to uh, the broad sense of Indianapolis, but but also 
then he he has this ad and 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 I think Jefferson's a wonderful man, a good good friend. But but he has an ad that it goes towards the general election. Yeah, he's his, his ad. So he is okay. So let's kind of set what's going on here. So this guy was on the city council twice, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. two separate terms in the last decade, mm-hmm. and he has what we like to call infinite money. He owned a storage company of some sort mm-hmm. and sold that, according to IndyStar, for five hundred and ninety million dollars. That's a large, large amount of money, and. Second- well, what I know about that, Jim, is I need more friends that have sold things for five hundred ninety million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, in in full disclosure, I was I was a beneficiary of his kindness with my run for mayor. He uh, gave us a generous comp- contribution. Jefferson's been a, a just an excellent, just a very successful businessman. Okay, so he then says, "Hey, look, I've sold this company. I'm going to run for mayor." And the question was, how much of his personal wealth was he willing to put in? Apparently a great deal because IndyStar had a report that he has uh, agreed to spend or is spending $600,000, and I believe this is just on radio advertising. He advertises on WIBC and television advertising. That is a colossal amount of money for a mayoral primary in a city the size of Indianapolis. It, it really is. It's quite large. And and you would think that it would be surgically struck. If, if What I mean by that is going right towards Republicans and uh, not 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 really hitting Hogsett, but introducing himself yeah. to the city of Indianapolis. And it, I was just kind of curious as why the message just kind of blown right by the primary to the general election. Well, I'm fascinated by this guy now because, like I said, that is a huge amount of money to spend in a primary. And you said right that the ads are i look i don't think they're great i think they're good general election ads i don't think they're good primary ads if i were running in a mayoral primary in which you know i I don't know how many people will probably vote but it certainly won't be in the millions i mean you know there'll be be crickets i mean it'll be well less than a hundred thousand people absolutely but you would do the thing where you would say if, if if the average person doesn't know who you are wouldn't your ad be like you saying hey, I'm so-and-so, and and I'm running for mayor of Indianapolis, and I'm running because I want A, B, C, and D, and we can work together, and let's go. Yeah, introductory. Yeah. Like, this is who I am, and – and and, uh, he was on the the, uh, city county council, and the second time around, he – I was Marion County Republican chairman at the time, and we just we didn't beg him, but we were in the suburbia of begging him to take the the seat for a little while. Yeah. And so he's got a public – uh, service aspect to his personality, which is great, but but it, the entree to the race is kind of curious. Yeah. Okay. So uh, when you run ads, obviously, I would assume you had a team, right? Do you yeah. have a team of people? Oh, absolutely. Some highly paid someone who tells you, Jim, you're making egregious mistakes. Uh, yeah, not 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 in my races, but they're paid. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that work? Take us through the process of running an ad, uh, you know, an ad buy. Well, do you guys sit around a table? How do you decide what the ad's going to be? Because I'm, I'm curious, because I'm with you, Jim. I think it's this guy's super interesting because clearly he has the money to compete with Joe Hogsett or whoever the Democrat nominee is. But wow. I just don't think he had a lot of great instincts on this first 
ad. So what, how do you how do you go about putting an ad like that together? How would you do an ad buy like that? Well, you've got uh, talented people like Blair Englehart in Indianapolis, and they and they research exactly what the issues are, and and we all know it's crime and potholes and infrastructure, and that's what you run on in Indianapolis. And and um, I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a current U.S. senator who who ran it ran in a primary, and what they did was. They they uh, looked at it that you had to start so many weeks in advance of the U.S. Senate primary last time, and this is how you've got to separate yourself from two other candidates and make yourself known on the issues that uh, people in Indiana are concerned about. Now, if I were Jefferson Shreve and I had all that money, the the, the moment that I announced, that's when we would have the introductory uh, type of uh, – Ads either being television or social media, streaming or radio. And I would have started right at the filing deadline and just progressed and had a, had a, a complete understanding uh, with, the, with the citizens of Indianapolis of how I'm going to lead. Uh, I need your vote uh, in the primary. Uh, there are other people running. We all feel strongly about the future of Indianapolis, but this is why I'm the person to lead the Republican ticket in the general uh, election. And that's how you do it. And so I, I remain very curious of what Jefferson's next next step is, because you've got to ask Republican voters to vote for you. And oh, it's always why? Yeah. And who are you? Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program is a state house happening. It's your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. We're talking about the mayor's race in the city of Indianapolis, the Republican side, specifically right now, Jefferson Shreve, the former city uh, county councilman, spending big money on the Republican primary side. So how do you judge how the ad's doing? Mm. I mean, he's running these ads. He's clearly made the ad buy. Is there some way on these big-time purchases that you track, hey, this is really effective, or hey, this isn't having the impact? Well, I mean, there's there's no there's no call this phone number and tell us how we're doing like some you know some ads might be, or use this coupon code. You don't have that with political ads. No, but I think if, if, you've, got the, if you've got plenty of money, you wait a week or 10 days, and then you do a poll. Uh, and I would have done a poll before I spent six hundred thousand dollars, and the poll would have said you've got to focus on Republican uh, voters, you've got to focus on crime, you've got to focus on just who you actually are. And and uh, I'm I'm just really kind of curious. You've got to track it with a poll right now, and the poll will say uh, after a week or ten days, uh, people don't know who you are, but they agree with you on the issues. If you're Abdul, yes. <laughs> I mean, you enter this race kind of thinking, okay, hey, I'm the de facto nominee. I've got this kind of, you know, at least quasi celebrity status. People obviously inside of politics know who I am, but maybe even some people outside of politics, based on the fact I've been on TV for years, been on the radio for years, etc. How do you respond when some guy gets in the race and goes? Yeah, that's nice, but I got six hundred grand. So uh, good luck with your celebrity status. I mean, I always thought campaigns are almost kind of like uh, at least big time races are like it's it's just like it's so hard to be nimble and move the boat quickly. Uh, but you're you're the expert on this. Well, Abdul, <clears throat> I, I'm if I'm Abdul, I'm not in a panic mode, but I'm I'm definitely looking at uh, the idea that. I've got to get a big uh, couple donors, or, and and I've got to put together 
an ad uh, and tell everybody who I am and, and what 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 should be done on a on a first time candidate is introduce yourself and um, and put a big time uh, advertising campaign together and because. Uh, he's got to step on it a little bit here, and it's it's um, it's time to go, as they say in Nash, NASCAR. And uh, and you, it, Abdul's not going to lose it because of the six hundred thousand dollar buy by Jefferson Shreve, but it's time to get intense. Yeah, and it, I always think primaries are great. We talk about this a lot on the Kendall and Casey show. I think everybody on both sides should always go through primaries because it makes you more accountable, and it makes you a better candidate. And look, if you're Abdul and you find a way to win, and this dude spent 600 k that's a good tester for general election where Joe Hogsett or whoever, even if it's Robin Shackelford, and we'll get to that in a second, whoever it is is going to have more money than you're going to have. And maybe that does say to donors if you come out, hey, look, I got outspent you know, 12 to 1 or 10 to 1 by this guy, and I still won. You can invest in me. I'll maximize your dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're Abdul, you got to get – you got first of all – uh, the people of Marion County, people in Indianapolis, have no idea there's a primary election in May. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, they really don't. And when they hear this ad, they're really confused of what is actually going on because there are no ads on uh, there are no ads in the media right now. And so, I'm sure there's real confusion about what's actually going on. There's an election this year. That's a great. That's a great point. So to go back to this ad that he's running, mm-hmm. shouldn't the ad be? I am so-and-so, I'm running for this, the election day is so-and-so, early voting starts, and then you should vote for me because of these three three reasons. I mean, you you, you, you make such a great point there, Jim. You've really got to, especially in these municipal primaries where there's almost nothing on the ballot, or certain of certainly of a high-profile nature, you got to really walk people through it. Absolutely. you got to file it down, if you will. you got to narrow it down to a, a quick soundbite. Robert, we have talked a lot about... People, when they get something in the mail, they pick it up for six seconds and then they throw it away. The attention span of of individuals about politics, they hate politics. And and, uh, and and right now, it's probably an opening right now for Abdul to go on the radio and say, this is who I am, this is what I stand for. And by the way, there is a primary election in May uh, in Indianapolis, and I'm your man. I th- the Shreve guy is interesting to me if I'm a primary voter. Look, at full disclosure, I support Abdul. I don't live in Indianapolis, so it doesn't really matter who I support. I can't vote for one person or another. But uh, he- he's interesting to me if I'm an undecided voter because I I think most people who have an ounce of common sense are saying, we got to get rid of Hogshead. So whoever, whoever, and even if that's Robin Shackelford on the Democrat side, whoever can help get rid of Joe Hogshead Let's cheer for that person because of what this guy's done to the city. So if you're an undecided, you know, like you said, that just run-of-the-mill, undecided, not super into politics voter, and you're weighing your options, don't you look at the Shreve guy and go, well, he's got infinite money, and that instantly makes him at least competitive from an airwaves and media battle. That's kind of compelling, right? Yeah, but it's, it, it all depends on what Jefferson does next. If he continues this with, the, with this ad for two or three weeks— that that uh, disinterested voter that you're talking about, that person who's just trying to you know make sure he pays his property taxes yeah. in May and and uh, pays the bills, gets his kid their kids in bed at night and make sure the homework's done, they are not paying attention. And so right now it's Jefferson Shreve's responsibility 
of what he's going to do next. And and he's got to there's got to be some self ID to the voter. And and uh, I you know for Jefferson's sake, I hope he hasn't uh, wasted his money because right now. Uh, people are people are really curious. I don't think they're curious. I think they're really kind of probably confused as exactly what what's going on and and w- w- why should I be paying attention to this? Yeah. And and you know, the last week of April probably is when people might yeah have an interest in voting. I, I'm just a big proponent of the candidate, if at all possible, being in the ad. I just like the candidate talking directly into the camera because that it identifies you with the message, right? Yeah, I, it, it's very, very important that people see that person and hear that person. Uh, having a voiceover and an ad eh, yeah. just doesn't work very well. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, uh, Jim Merritt, program, State House Happening. your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Talk about the Indy mayor's race. Okay, on the Democrat side, now this is super interesting. Robin Shackelford, she's a state rep, correct? State representative, yes. She is now uh, going. She's now running on the Democrat side against Joe Hogsett. And look, Hogsett also, like Jefferson Shreve, now Hogsett is through donors, not because he earned it, has infinite money as well. He's the incumbent mayor. I think the Ryan Mears reelection was somewhat alarming to people that apparently people of Indianapolis are. I guess okay with the crime situation, but she, she, she being Robin Shackelford, has run a pretty aggressive campaign so far. She came out the other day with a big uh, crime plan. How do you beat an incumbent mayor in a primary? We saw it in Chicago with Lori Lightfoot, and there were a lot of people running in that race. But how do you do it if you're Robin Shackelford? What should she be doing to beat Joe Hogsett? Well, it's well. First of all, you don't. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, but Robin's following a, a playbook, and I've not seen the crime plan, but for her identifying that we do have a situation where it's just untenable and downright scary in Indianapolis uh, is good on her. And, and I had not seen the plan, uh, but it what is it? Mid March, late March, right now? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. March, you're March 23rd as yeah, we're putting this six, show together. Six weeks or so away. Uh, she's going to have to really pedal hard to make sure, number one, that people know who she is. And, and second of all, why she is a good uh, and a quality alternative to the mayor. And, um, and and three, you know, Robin, where have you been? with the, You know, what have you done in the legislature in regarding to uh, helping Indianapolis uh, say stay safe? And that's, that's kind of what I – if I were Joe Hogsett, I would be saying to people – well, you know, you really haven't done a whole lot as a state rep uh, to help us in Indianapolis keep people safe. So Indy Star had a story about it. They, she did this at Dewberry Park yesterday. It's east side of Indianapolis. Um, and she had a big deal there, a big announcement. That was where two teenagers were killed last year. That's why she chose that location. And 
this is what's interesting, right? So she's got all these plans it involves, you know, raising pay and, um, you know, recruitment from from minority neighborhoods. And I mean, there's a whole whole bunch of things, according to Indy Star, that she wants to do. Some of them may help, some of them may not. But you're right, Jim. Nobody's getting into the weeds of these details. Nobody's voting based on, well, she wants to raise pay for police by $4,000. So I'll, I'll vote. I'll vote for her. I mean, maybe some police would, but it is, it is the broader idea of I'm visible, I care, and I will fix it. And that's got to be the message you hammer home. Right. And, you know, you talk about Chicago. Well, the, the mayor of Chicago uh, was a lightning rod and she turned herself into that. And it was in, in the, her opponents made her the issue and, and Robin needs to make mayor Hogsett the issue and and um you can talk about crime and you can do it all day but you have to you have to you have to talk about mayor hogs that being a part of it and when i ran uh we we tried our darndest to well, make him the issue and and um yeah, but it's impossible that you got left for dead by the Republican Party. Right. Well, they didn't. Have, they didn't help you at all. It's no, a, you the, can't unless you're unless you're Jefferson Shreve. You can't. You can't make that issue without tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. You you need the you need the funds to make uh, uh, Joe Hogs at the issue, and that's what they did in, in Chicago with that mayor. And she. I and I. Unless I uh, I've, I've missed uh, missed something. Robin doesn't have the amazing amount of money that it would take to uh, take down a, a mayor in a primary situation. Uh, mayor Hogso will be on the general uh, yeah. election ballot in November. Yeah, and that's a, that's, a, that's a good point, too, which, by the way, her quote, and this is, you know, th- th- and this is the problem with someone like Robin Shackelford running in a Democrat primary. She's still a Democrat politician at the end of the day. She still wants to probably be liked in the Democrat circle. She still wants a future after whatever, whether this gamble pays off or not. So she can't really bring the heat on Joe Hogsett the way somebody needs to bring the heat on Joe Hogsett in order to make a dent on him, you know, in a, in a primary. Quote? What was her quote? Well, I, she, and this is what the Democrats do, and you just you start reading things, and you go, okay, it's interesting. She wants to get tough on crime. And then mm-hmm. you see this quote, the people don't trust the police anymore. Oh, oh so here we go. Yeah, you know, it's that, like, that tells you everything. Right? <laughs> you know, that's back to defund the police. But she's she's talking about more money for the police, and so she's right there. Uh, she hasn't made the mayor the issue, right? So she's going to lose. You got to do that. You got you got to. And I said this is someone who has won a municipal race before against an incumbent. You got to make the incumbent the issue, and then you got to talk about what you're going to do different than the incumbent and how you're going to fix the issue that the guy who is the issue could not fix. Right, and yeah, that's perfect. how they that's, that's how they beat the mayor in Chicago. And that's why I make the big bucks here, Jim, because <laughs> I know how to tell people how to. <laughs> well, it, it's common sense. It, it, he is the opponent, uh, and and crime isn't the opponent. It is the opponent, but you need to identify who you're going to beat. Yeah, absolutely. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Let's talk a little bit about the Statehouse. Uh, I saw the tax on gas is going up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last time it went up, which was last month, we talked about this. And it is amazing to me the Republicans do not care at all. I mean, I used to think uh, when this all started happening in the beginning, I thought, Okay, we can surely use the power of this radio station. We can, you know, uh, throw our weight around. We can get these people motivated. These Republicans, they do not care. They are just 100% fine 
with ga- with one of the highest gas taxes in the entire nation. They're fine with it. And, and you know, you and I have this historic disagreement, just disagreement. Yeah, that it's all your the, fault. <laughs> that these are user fees for the gas tax that that um, people don't travel in their car, don't have to pay it. But I do think that when it automatically goes up, that's a situation that should be voted on. And, you know, we had talked about the the pay for the legislators going up, but it's actually in the budget. You actually have to vote on it. You can take you can take public comment on it, but it but uh, and, and people can judge it. But it is in the budget when it automatically goes up. That's a problem. Yeah, it is. And in this case, the tax on gas it goes up based on the price of gas because it's a sales tax. And it's like, okay, well, then that argument that this goes for the roads is complete bullcrap because you don't know what that number is going to be from one month to the next. You're not budgeting that. It's not, okay, hey, we raised the gas tax and it generates X amount of dollars. That's just pure luck, and they don't care. Well, uh, and also, the really, the devil in the details is is – are highways improving? Right. And, 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 you know, you, you, you can make a case that they are improving. You, you just look at uh, I-69 south of town and, and, and lots of work going on 465 to go up to Fishers and on to Fort Wayne. There, there has been a, a great amount of improvement in our roads, uh, just not in Indianapolis. And- well, so that was my question to you, Jim. Mm-hmm. Our governor, and I guess by default the legislature, because I don't think they know it, but they technically control the money. Mm-hmm. I think they think Holcomb controls the money. Right. They have a very fine obsession with what I call bright, shiny objects. And they love the new stuff. And, oh, my gosh, look at this road we built, or look at this bridge, or look at this trail. We stink at keeping current infrastructure up to date. I mean, we stink everywhere. We certainly stink in Indianapolis. We stink in my hometown of Brownsburg. Uh, We have a very, very, very fine, uh, I don't know if fetish is the right word or not, but obsession with big stuff that we can go cut ribbons at, but we stink when it comes to the nuts and bolts. You know, that has always been the struggle. The, The idea of highways, and everybody travels from Indianapolis to Chicago on 65, because of the trucks and because of just the abuse those highways uh, uh, undergo, if you will, it, it is it is very difficult to keep 65 going. And that's why some people have talked about uh, toll roads. But local roads have always, to answer your question, local roads have always been an enormous challenge in the funding of those. And, and city mayors and, and uh, local officials are always going to the legislature looking for more money. And I don't blame them because they are constantly um, being abused, number one. And two, uh, upgrading them is slow and and, uh, and and late to the game. Have you decided what you're going to do? Are you going to run for governor? Are you going to just hang out with me? Have you decided what you're going to do yet? I, I haven't decided, but I think I think we've got plenty of time here. You know, with, with the way campaigns are going these days, it doesn't take 5 or $10 million. It, it takes a message. It takes uh, a social media presence. It takes streaming. And I think I've got time to make that decision. Uh, Robert, this state is a wonderful place, but uh, state government needs a complete overhaul. Why would you want to be governor? Look, I say this as a recovering uh, elected official. Mm-hmm. It's way more fun to talk about other people than be talked about. <laughs> I mean, I have way more fun being here every day, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I still get to be in the arena, and I feel like I have, in many ways, a bigger impact. 
You have all sorts of media opportunities. Why would you want to give that up to be miserable to go be in politics again? Making a difference. I, I've missed public service in the Indiana Senate, and I think it's something that uh, I've always loved since being an intern in Mayor Hudnut's office. And I think I've got good ideas. I think state government needs to be more efficient. I think state government needs to be more proficient. I think I think a Department of Correction uh, ha- needs a complete overhaul. And and uh, there are some ways that we do really well in government, like trying to bring jobs to this to the state. But um, I think we need nuclear power in this state. Uh, coal is starting to ebb. If we're going to have all the jobs, we need to power Indiana. I've just got a lot of things I've worked on in the past. I think a common sense approach uh, in, in, in a governor in 2025 is what people expect. And the Republican Party has been in charge for, what, 20, yeah. 20 years now? And I think it's time, and I think the Republican Party will be in charge going forward. But I think we need to uh, turn things upside down now and uh, – and make sure that everybody is efficient in state government. And we don't know that right now. We, got, we, we've got to get it done. Got, got about 30 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Do you look at the three that are running, Braun, Suzanne, and uh, Doden, and do you go, well, those guys have been running for like four months now or three months or whatever, and they're all kind of completely uninspiring, and there's nothing big coming from any of them. I could I could fill a lane. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, Senator Braun uh, – He's he's doing really well in Washington. I'm not sure why he's coming back here. Uh, 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 Lieutenant Governor Crouch, I think she she's a good friend of yours. She's a wonderful <laughs> lady. Uh, and and Eric Doden, I'm going to have him on Merritt in the morning at some point to understand exactly what his what his ideas are. But I, I think we need an, a vision for the for the future of the state of Indiana. And right now, with these three candidates, I'm not seeing it. Jim Merritt, find him on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. For Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.